Jamie Lovett, welcome to Wolf Den. Thanks for having me, mate. Were you, uh, were you out there yesterday? Yeah, I went out for, we had two runners, one in the first, one in the third, so I spent sort of half the day there and then we ducked away, but great atmosphere out there, so that was true. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so to unpack a bit of the story about Australian bloodstock, I thought we'd talk about your three cup runners. And um, you've got Ashrun, you've got Lestochka, and you've also got Gold Trip. Um, why don't we start talking about Ashrun? He's a good story in himself, you know. He's three years out of the scene and um, we were able to rehab him. David and Kieran and the team um, were able to rehab him. So he had to place in the Geelong Cup the other day to meet the um, – pass the ballot. Mm-hmm. So I'm holding my breath. Obviously, it's a horse that, you know, after three years, every every run, every gallop, and even talking to Kieran out there yesterday, you know, you, you've got to get the work in on, but mm. you're always, you know, um, as I say, holding your breath that he comes through. But he was, he was well. He's, I spoke to the lads this morning, the horse as well. So he's the one I'm probably most excited just for the owners to get him back racing. You know, yeah. At, at a high level. Yeah. You know, to get a horse back any time off a tendon, but after three years. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's a good story in itself. And what's the story behind him? We brought him out initially with Andreas Foller, um, which was 2020 from memory. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he ran at Geelong. I think he ran third or fourth in, at Geelong. So it wasn't enough to get him into the cup. Mm-hmm. It was a year where there was still a lot of internationals. He was down the order of entry. So we um, we had to run him, which is very uh, unusual, like, particularly for a European trainer. Mm-hmm. So I have to run him. So he ran at Geelong and then he ran in the Hotham on the Saturday. Um which is now called the Archer, and he won that. So mm-hmm. he went into the Cup and drew Barry twenty four, and he was actually super. I think he ran eighth or ninth, and he was like sectionally, he was the, probably the best last six hundred of the day. He flashed home from from back last off a fairly muddling tempo, but um, he's a he's a very good horse. But as I say, to get him back to any level, you, I would have been happy. But to think that we're you know, all those years down the track, we're back in a Melbourne Cup, and I don't think he's the worst. I don't think he's, I don't think he can win the race, but yeah. I'd be delighted if he could run top five. Yeah. And so what about Lestochka? He's uh, – sorry, she's pretty unknown. Um, he picked her up in France. Um, she's, she's in the market, about 26 bucks or something. Yeah, very hard to get a, a line on those. Like historically, um, I always say when you – if they bring their European form, um, and obviously we're doing – sectionally data and all the rest of it. If you pick them up and you land them and they can replicate what they did in, in, in Europe, then I think she fits in nicely. Mm-hmm. The, the big, I guess, unknown is is obviously you've got to travel. Travelling a mare is another, um, throws another spare in the works. But honestly, both um, Mick Price and Michael Kent Jr. have just you know, glowing in their endorsement, the way mm-hmm. she's travelled, she's ate up, actually put on weight, which is a, um interesting analogy in itself because mm. most horses do lose weight on the air, aircraft and she's not a big filly but she's a lovely big stride on her. Mm-hmm. Um, the intel we did prior to purchase, so right as I spoke to, I was actually um, in France when we made the purchase so I was able to do a fair bit of intel and guys that I trust very well and they, they all give her a big rap and she's not a horse that you see a lot of a morning, they all made that sorry, of a morning but um, she certainly gives the best on race day. And if you look at all the form and the form around her, um, I just she's a sneaky – it's hard to be confident mm. when you haven't seen them here, but I'll be disappointed if she doesn't run well. Yeah. I think she's the – she brings the form that I think historically when she drops to the limit should see her in that sort of firing line, obviously. And so 
like finding her, did, does a computer find her or does a human find her, if you know what I no. mean? No. So what – look, our – I guess these days we're, we're not unique, but early days we would watch, you know, and I love watching them. It was something that both Luke and I have a passion for, of obviously – European racing because mm-hmm. we're always trying to find the diamond in the rough to try and bring down here. It's become the norm, but I, I really, you know, these sort of fillies, they or, or horses generally, they, they they find themselves a bit. You watch the races and you're trying to find that. What do you think? They've got a tick. There's a lot of filters with obviously uh, fast ground as one. You know, yeah, it's probably the most important thing. Knowing that you bring them out of. Um, particularly France where they race on very forgiving ground more often than not. So, but, and then Luke's very analytical with the data and we've got a, a database there on every track in Europe. So, you know, we, we can look at times on the day, best on the day, compare the times to the the open company horses if they're, they're unexposed coming through the grace. So there's, there's plenty of filters there to say, well, okay, uh, touching on what I, I mentioned before, if she brings that to Australia and can replicate mm-hmm. that form, then we would have her good enough in a Melbourne Cup. Yeah. Um, I, I look, I, I think she's a filly too in the autumn. She might be a – I don't think she's – she ticked the – 3,100 metre was the race, so she ticked the two-mile box. But I think she's probably, particularly uh, in the Sydney autumn, a mile-and-a-half tight race, I think, right in her, um, her, her grade. And, and I do think too that when she has time to just settle in, as they, we all talk, so mm. – and she's only – she's a lightly race young man. And are you generally just looking for horses that can win a Melbourne Cup or is it no, broader we, than that? we bought 14 horses last week at the Tassel Sale, horses in okay. training. Now, obviously, they're not, all, they're not going to be at that level, but you're always trying to find that unexposed horse, the horse that can get here. Look, we're, we're just as it's, yeah, we all talk about, it, but our prize money is just Yeah, amazing. it's insane. So, yeah. You know, like you, you land, I've got a horse running Tuesday, a horse Spangler running in the little dance 750,000. We bought him at the Tassel sale. I can't remember the price, but inexpensive. Yeah. Um, he won the provincial championships in Sydney in the autumn. Half a million dollar race. He's running for 750. Like, those owners are just having, you know, the world's best experience. You know, they had the, the winner on, um, uh, in the, during the championships. And then obviously the Melbourne Cup day, they've got to run it for 750. So yeah. there, there's plenty of um, avenues for us to be able to find owners for those sort of horses because their entry point's not that expensive. And do you feel that possibly you guys are a little bit ahead of the game getting some of these horses and now you're reaping the benefits because the prize money's so strong? Yeah, I would say, look, you know, I've been reading books and, and things all my life with, you know, going back to the Sangster days and, the, you know, Dale's, at lunch, went to a lunch on Friday and was fortunate enough to be sitting um, next to David Hayes and we're just talking about, like, going back to the days when the, um, they were bringing horses down and, Obviously, the Shadwell horses, the Jerns of the world, and yeah, it was fascinating. And, and you forget how long people have been bringing horses down. But I think what has become more of the norm is that Australians have become part of the ownership mm. as opposed to yeah. sort of obviously Shadwells and the like. But um, oh, look, now it's just you've just got to be – well, the head of the game is the wrong word, but you just got to make sure that you're, you're, you're very diligent with your um, – um, processes and yeah. obviously your vetting and because there's so much competition and, and mm. there's another like we've found more so than the Australian market in the last 12 months has been the Saudis the Saudis are just big players over there yeah so yeah some of the horses that we were or we got gazumped for want of a better word that's just they they come in and when they found out the horse is being vetted the the word 
sort of filtered through that this horse could be bought and then the Saudis said, I think they paid half a million euro more than we were landed on the horse and they're happy to sell to us at the price. But yeah, you know, they refunded our vetting and said, look, we've just got to sell it. Yeah. And I said, look, I get it. <laughs> but didn't you beat the Saudis out to get Gold Trip? Is that right? There was speculation, yeah, yeah. that um, the, an offer had come in and the guy actually, and I, I had a um, brief meeting with him in, in Deauville in August this year that, and we've dealt with him before, for me, and so he I, he was never going to not honour the deal that we had. Yeah, but yeah. I think I'm pretty certain, actually. Yeah, he could have taken a fair bit more off the table. But and so the Saudis, because they're not that well. I mean, obviously you got the United Arab Emirates; they're all over racing. But the Saudis are only just sort of moving into it now a bit more. I think it's like the world globally with sport. You know, yeah. they're, they're just like a player in all in all markets and in, in all sport. But I, I look and talking to some of our, our good friends and trainers and that in the UK, and you know they're. They're trading more to them now than than ever, and, yeah. and they see that as the new horizon. You know where they used to love, you know, finding one to sell to us or, or even Hong Kong. They've become the there's a bigger market there, Bahrain, Saudi. So look, it's and it's great for the industry. I mean, the more the more participants and the more money in the game, it's you know, and you've only got to look at what Mr Yang's doing there at Yulong. I mean, mm. long may it last, and long may he have success because you need. For all of us that make a living out of the industry, you need new new players and you need them to do well. Yeah. And so just going back to Lestochka before we move on from her, she's got a great pedigree. Is that important? And it, that sort of plays into the whole oh, look, where I the issue's heading with you long and yes. all this money. Well, when I when I spoke to some of the owners about buying them, I said, look, it's you I always look at if you're buying your mare with a pedigree that you yeah, if we get it wrong or if something goes amiss with the mare, then you still might get forty cents in the dollar. It's mm. not like buying a girding sure. where if they go and miss, then you're out of play. So there's certainly that aspect. She's not an overly big filly, so she won't be for everyone. But look, historically, I've said a lot of those mares, you know, produce good good foals and 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 good racehorses. So she'll certainly have some residual value. But it wasn't the motivating factor to buy her. Yeah. But it was just, as I said, a few of the clients. It, you've got that as a bit of a backstop that. If, if it do, doesn't work out, which I hope it does, then you've got some fallback um, residual. Yeah, and then so you've got the two mix involved in the training of her. Mm. Two great horsemen know a lot about the game and stuff. Where did they fit into the picture of Lestochka? Well, look, we've, we've got quite a few in their yard. Um, and I, Junior in particular, is, he spent a lot of time over there working. So he, he's he's across the form mm-hmm. um, and he's, he's obviously – He's a good horseman in his own right. So he's, he's across all facets and particularly buying them. So oh, he'd mentioned about buying a partnering up on a good horse, uh, whether it be a cup or just a good horse. Mm-hmm. Um, and I both Luke and I pitched this mare to him mm. um, and said, look, we're going to buy it right or wrong. Um, mm. But you're more than welcome, happy for you to train it. And they, they had good clients they wanted to find a good horse for. So I just let him do his own intel. And, you know, well, and like all of those, you've got to be – there's no rules to it. You know, there's mm. plenty of horses I'll look at um, and I can't – I just can't see myself buying them. And I see trainers buying them and I said, yeah, fair play. But it's, mm. it's one of those. It's subjective. Mm. Um, our – I guess our filters are – we fail a lot of horses um, vetting-wise and, and I see other you – know, and again, fair play to everyone, but I see other horses get bought that I'd, I'd be guarded on buying just because of the – Things that I know, you know, their feet and the things that, that we've had problems down here. Um, yeah, it's, you don't want to be playing catch up when you get here. Is it a lot harder now because of the focus on animal welfare and stuff 
is it a lot harder to buy these horses worried that they're not going to be able to run? I mean, you had dramas with Gold Trip back in the day, didn't you? Yeah. He failed a, an RV scan before the – No, and, and that's the thing. So Gold Trip, the, the geodiligence diligence that we did on the horse, um, and it's proven to be right, he was clean. X-ray, we didn't see team because back then we were, that was only early days. But he got off, and in hindsight, the horse had a very tough gallop um, before he got on the aircraft at Newmarket, and he got off the plane and he was, he was stiff. So his gait wasn't ideal, but he did pass the CT scan at Newmarket, and he passed the CT scan. Back then they were doing scintigraphy where they run the, the dye through them. Right. So every single, and that was only my argument at the time, well, you know, these protocols are in place, which I'm, I'm big supporter of. I understand why we're doing it and, and I think RVL's done a really good job to yeah, you've only looked at today's paper, there's twelve pages on racing. I, yeah. I think, you know, that I think it's loosely used social license. But uh, to be fair, I think we are making really good inroads back into the um, I guess the the general public that aren't you know diehard racing people mm. that we are very across this and, and we we take it very seriously. Mm. So, but yeah, look, Gold Trip was a at the time, and we were all a bit new to these protocols, uh, and I was frustrated that well, we've passed everything you've asked us to pass, but because uh, the old vet didn't like the way his gait was, that they didn't allow him to race. But look, history will show that you know she may have been right; it might have been a blessing, and mm. he settled in, and his gait, mm. his actions, a lot better now, and and the rest is history. And on Gold Trip, were you surprised at how well he ran in the? Melbourne Cup last year and then in the Turnbull this year when he just came in and just put in those devastating Yeah, runs. Look, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I knew he was a good horse, but he's a very – yeah. He, that that was a lead weight for age stuff, wasn't it? Yeah. What he did in last year's Melbourne Cup, to be fair, um, top weights generally don't win Melbourne Cups. And then to see him replicate that performance at Flemington, look, he you – know, it's not lost on me how hard it is to get a good horse, but yeah. I think he's, he's in that – yeah, you know, will tell us a lot more, but he, he could be heading into that, you know, very elite where um, you just, like that could be a lot. He's a, he's heading towards a lifetime horse now. Like they, yeah, he's just a. Every time we take him to a dance, he he performs, mm. and, he, and he's just he, he never lets you down. And, and talking to Mark Zara the other day about him, he said like he just he knows him so well, and he said uh, just, he comes up under me, and he said you just got to ask him once. And he's that sort of, you know, he's mm. proper horses mm-hmm. where they're mm-hmm. just given. Push the button. Yeah. yeah. And I, look, he's, he's sort of, you know, he's obviously a special horse to us, but I think, yeah, f- for me personally, he's just going into that. Even Cox Plate Day the other day when he was back on the fence, there's nothing doing. They backed off a bit, but, like, he got beat one and a half, you know. Like, yeah. he, he was there. To, so he's just he's just a very good horse. Yeah. And how did you handle Zara jumping on it without a fight? Part of business. Business, yeah. yeah. Like, I've got utmost respect for Mark. He's, he's a world-class rider and... He's a Mark's a you know, I, I always use the analogy with footballers. You know, he's not a black I'd want to be taken into a trial game, but he, grand final day is the black yeah, yeah, you know, I want him to be my halfback on grand final day. And he's he's yeah, you know, look at him, Caulfield Cup day, Cox Plate day, four. He's just a big race rider, and he never gets it wrong on the big days, yeah. You know? So, but look, I to be fair, doing form, I would, yeah, I know Reese's manager very well. I wouldn't. I would probably have made the right, the same decision, yeah. whether it's the right one. I mean, mm. the, the the 
difference in the weight even with the penalty uh, without a fight probably on the data looks a better right. Mm. So I get it. If we don't win, I hope he does, you know, it's not. Yeah, and the jockey replaced him, James McDonald. Have you heard of him? Do you know much about him? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was ironically, Mark Guest, his major, um, we all know Mark, he, we were um, in the committee room after the Cox Plate and, and Matt come up to celebrate with the Hong Kong connections and I could see Matt coming through. So, mm. And Mark had already rang and I, I, I bumped the call because I hadn't heard from Kieran about and I, I, I just, after the Cox Plate, and the feedback and Zara's, I just knew that he yeah. wasn't riding off. So I uh-huh. didn't ask him. And look, I, again, fair play. I had yeah. no, but I, not that he wouldn't look up, but I, I didn't ask him. I just knew. Yeah. And then I, I said to Kieran, what's this? He said, I'm going to see Zara's now. So, and then he rang, he said, no. I said, Sweet. and that was just like all within two minutes. J-Max walking towards him. I congratulate him. I said, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah, because he. And it just all played out. There it is. Yeah, so, great. Yeah. It was sort of. We hadn't discussed it because we didn't, you know, was waiting to see what Mark did, but obviously it was, it was a pretty good replacement. Mm-hmm. And how much correspondence do we have with James between now and Tuesday? Oh, I, I won't have any. Yeah. Know? Like it's, it's, um, he's a world-class rider. You know, I don't, I don't tell him what to do. So he'll, he'll do his maps. I think Mark, Mark Guess is a very good form analyst himself. So I would say they'll have a fairly good read on the race. And, and again, all those maps and all that. When the gates open, yeah. and that's why when you got those blokes, yeah. and no disrespect to riders without that status, but I feel that's why like we're, we've got Craig Williams, Kieran McAvoy, and James McDonald. That from my point of view, from my business model, and my owners, I'm giving them the best chance. Yeah, in my view, yeah, because we've got three blokes that when the gates open, they don't need outside yeah. noise. Yeah, they just play it. And you know, over the years we've had a lot of luck with you, Bone. I reckon he's the um, the perfect rider for that. Like, yes. if you were Matt, he wouldn't, you know, yeah. he, it's, I, I look at him, yeah. and I know that he's not looking at it. <laughs> yeah, it's like that famous Mike Tyson quote, everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the face. 100%. And that's a bit like... And that's you know, when the gates yeah. open in, yeah. in a race. And, that, yeah, that's why these blokes, and a lot of blokes are making a living out of telling, yeah, doing, um, analysing, racing, etc. But, yeah, the, 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 the best riders, the gates open and they just play what's in front of them. yeah. And Verborn, everyone's declaring it. Mm. Happens every year. They say, oh, this horse is way, way too good. And generally they don't go that well. I'm sure you're not going to show any disrespect to it, but how are you feeling about it? Uh, look, I think it's, yeah, the first thing I look at with that type of thing is the trainer, um, Tick, Ryan Moore, Tick. Um, was it an afterthought? No, they actually bought the horse, the, the owner bought. I was actually at the barrow draw last night, met. Um, I didn't meet the owner, but his connections. I don't know if it's his son and a few of the Irish lads, and they're up and about. But it, it, talking to them, it's been a long range plan. And mm. I know Willie, like, I think it was might have been back to Lucas Cranny. It was one of the years we had runners in the cup, and I was at a function with Willie, and um, we'd had horses, uh, horses in Ireland at the time. And Willie's passionate about winning our race. So mm. This isn't something that. Joe Lines and the like over there refer to it as a bumper race and all that, and you know, they, they don't give the race any respect. Whereas Willie does, and he wants to win it. And, mm. and he's a fantastic trainer, Willie Mullins. And just listening to those lads last night, it's this is high up on their, you know, they're, they're up and about to win this race. So all those things lead me to think that he's going to be very, very hard to beat mm. because he's had the perfect prep, he's landed. 
Uh, he's he's acclimatised as as much as he can do in that in that space, and they say he's just really well. He's he's moving beautifully, and and everyone talks about his work at Flemington the other day. I mean, it's probably the last piece of the puzzle for them. So mm. as long as Ryan gets here in one piece, they're they're all their their preparation is faultless. So, yeah. and I think looking at the race. The Ascot race, look, he was quite dominant. Um, the horses behind him, I'm not as excited about. You know, he won by seven, and you can something's got to run second and third. I don't know. The Ebor form history will show doesn't work out. You know, we'd, we've got that wrong ourselves. We bought Mustard Year before the Ebor, won an Ebor, bought him here, and he was a good Group Two horse here, but he was, mm. yeah, you know, he wasn't. We 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 were lucky. We got out. We won the Ebor at a million, mm. so we got out. But if we'd landed him here without that, he would have been hard to get out of. So I'm not convinced on the horses behind him. Um, Richard Pegan's horse that um, Chris Wallace trained ran good at Geelong the other day. That was in behind him. Um, I just don't know that Geelong is the right form. So. Mm-hmm. You know, Vauban, he did beat him by seven, having said all that. Mm. But it's not like he's been beaten up. Like when Gold Trip arrived, he was he ran fourth in an arc, all beat him by one from 11. But if you go through his – they were the genuine group one performers of, of two seasons in a row in Europe. Like mm. Some of Ballydoll's best horses, Gold Trip was running second and third too. Or four. You know, he was, he was not winning, but he was giving his best, but he just wasn't as good as them. Mm. But those form lines for mine were world class. So I look at Vauban, they're not the world class form lines, but he can only win. Yes. And he's put them away by six and seven. So But you gotta travel out here, don't you, and acclimatise. It's gonna be hot. That's the other thing. That that, the heat, yeah. yeah but it's interesting. I tried to find reasons to pot him actually. I was going through, I watched all these races <laughs> the other night and then Jeez, yeah, he's going to get 100,000 at Flemington, but I think it was Doncaster or Cheltenham or something. There was 60,000. Uh, yeah. Pommies and Irishmen screaming over the fence. They didn't worry him. So I don't think that's going to be a factor. You just look for reasons. But look, he's an undeniable chance, and it wouldn't shock me if he trotted up. So yeah. it's just. But look at Romantic Warrior, one of the best horses in the world. Struggled first up in Australia, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, he, he had a bit of a unique preparation, didn't he? Because he was sort of, that was first time up in a while. But yes. It's a bit, Slightly it's, different, but still. It's, still, yeah, no. Traveling. Yeah. More often than not, it takes a lot out of them, doesn't it? So, well, yeah, and sometimes you don't know till you take them to the races. Yeah, you know they can work good, and you know, and obviously they say at Werribee, just and typical of the way that Europeans train, but they haven't missed him. They get a lot of miles into the horse. So, yeah. but look, who's going to question Willie Mullins? I mean, he's yeah. he's, he's, he's one bloke. I've, yeah, I've, he's watching from afar. He's just an amazing trainer. How he yeah. gets these horses up, and um, I'm not a big jumps sort of. Um, I'm not, not not a fan, but I, I don't watch a lot of jumps racing. But his record with getting horses over the sticks and then bringing them back onto the flat and just year after year, he's, he's just a fascinating um, way that he trains. But he trains at the highest level year after year and, and just gets winners. Yeah, and do you like a bet? We have a crack at any of your horses? Yeah, look, I'm I'm one for if if I bet, I'm, I'm more likely to bet at Tare or Corinda or something where I know I've got one that mm-hmm. yeah. Sue would have done it more, say, Chris Lee's double on the track work, and I, and I yeah. know what they can do. So I'm more like... Not always your horses, right? Not always. Yeah, nah, probably better when they're not. That's right. Well, yeah. I sometimes have trouble getting on with yeah. their horses. Yeah, they yeah. they don't let you on. But um, I I always have... Like, I'm on Ash Run at 150 to 1, four places for 
a lot. Unreal. Yeah. yeah. So I'm more one to do those yeah. sort of bets. Um, I asked Lacosta to go into the market before we bought it. Just things like that. Yeah. Just trying to get an edge that way. But yeah. So you're a punter. That's, yeah. Oh yeah. Look, I mean, yeah. I guess that probably like most people in this game. I mean, I've always had horses, but that you know, the passion for punting and the whole trying to get a, an edge somewhere, and even Luke and I. Luke's more a, a, an analytical punter than I am. I'm more one for the eye and, and watching the horses. But mm. early days. Lucas Cranick was one that we we put him into the market. I think we took took a lot of money off the table when he ran third in the Melbourne Cup. Mm. You know, they didn't, they'd never heard of the horse in Germany and they put up 200 to one or something. And, you know, the, things like that have, over the years have helped us get a little bit of a uh, financial gain. Yeah, yeah. And Gold Trip, he's a stallion. Is he, will he go to start or? I, look, I will make sure I find him a home because yeah. he deserves that. Whether he's commercial, I would be very guarded because yeah. they just don't seem to be here in Australia. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping – I was talking to Henry Field about state of rest. I mean, I'm, and Henry, he's right up there with the best in the game, yeah. as you know. And if anyone can make a stallion work with that type of, um, I guess, background with the Cox Plate win and, and being more of a staying type of horse, it'll be Henry at Newgate with the support that he's got. So I'll be fascinated to see how he works out. Mm. Um, obviously, he won a Cox Plate where my blokes – Won a handicap, but mm. I, I just. But he's won the Turnbull, two thousand. That's Turnbull. right, yeah. yeah. Albeit set, set weight and penalty, but I, I do think, look, people can see he's got a devastating turn of foot. Yeah. And if I'm doing a promo for Gold Trip, like I remember going talking to Jamie Spencer going into that race at Flemington. I said, mate, this is this is a race of the spring before the big the big um, cups and the plate anyway. I said, oh, this is the best field I've seen. Yeah, you know, and you had all those international form lines, and. You're doing a marketing play, the form out of that race. You know, the, the Hong Kong horse wins the Cox Plate, um, West Wind blows, goes on. Um, with it. You know, It's just they were the best group of horses mm. and, he, and he gave them a tailing. So he wouldn't be a hard horse to market. Yeah. Um, just whether the breed is. Interesting, he's got a he's sideline. He's out of a, a son of exceeding excel. Yeah. Which right. is fascinating. Yeah. You know, like, which that might help. You know, yeah. We yeah. always look at when we're breeding our mares, what sidelines work here? Exciting, mm. so worked here. So who knows? Yeah. But he get, I, I mean, he just he gets a chance, and if he if he's good, he'll keep they'll keep getting mares. I guess it's get, hard to get him a chance. Isn't it, it is. It's yeah. hard to get enough mares to these horses to get enough foals on the ground to get enough yearlings into sales to get enough trainers training them. It's just such a process, and it's hard enough with a high profile speed horse, let alone a staying horse that everyone really doesn't want to breed to as a rule. So. But look, I will. I've already spoken. There's a couple of farms that I, I, I like. He's such a being so good to yeah, us. Yeah. What do you do with him? Like if they're yeah. not standing at start, I'm certainly not going to gild him. So you've got to, and that you can't rehome them if they're not. Yeah. So we'll, we'll get him. We'll get him a start somewhere. We we have done with all our Lucas Cranick. He, he stood at stud. Um, wasn't commercial protection. We've always made sure they find a home. Mm. Um, at, well, find a home. They, they get an opportunity. Um, because yeah, with stallions, they're very hard to, to like top rank. We had a hell of a time trying to rehome that that horse, mm. and thankfully Basil Nolan, who's a, a champion up there in Queensland, Basil took him on for us, and it, like he's got eighty mares or something already. And he's going gangbusters and, mm. and top rank. Like he wasn't a he was a miler. We mm. still had trouble finding a home for him. But our market's gone that far with speed that mm. unless you win a Golden Slipper, you're not a stallion prospect. You know, yeah. so it's mad, but it is what it is. Yeah, and will Gold Trip run on? Like, there's no, he's not, retirement's not anytime soon no, for him. Not for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's happy at, in his. Yeah. I think the Caulfield Cup, the 
Cox Plate and the Melbourne Cup, I think he ra- he's racing for eighteen million worth of prize money in four weeks. Yeah, you know, like he, yeah. he can't make that a stud. So, yeah, yeah, that's right. And if he's happy and healthy, and yeah. he's sound, and I tell you, interesting. Um, Kieran Ma yesterday, and he rang. I went down and oh, I think I went down for a coffee. I met a client downstairs, and I come back with my phone. I threw me scores for Kieran Ma. I thought, oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I felt sick. My guts. Yeah, like, right. Which one? Yeah. Trooper, he's up and he's up and he's up and yeah. He was just so just yeah. that roar. He was with the horse and he just worked him. Yeah. He said, no, I can't have this horse. Wow, any better? And yeah. he, uh, you know, like a trainer like yeah. him, he's yeah. so busy just yeah. ringing out. Oh, I got me. Yeah, that's a big push. Yeah. So yeah. going into the race, oh, look, we've we've ticked every box. He, he's obviously you know a little doubt about backing him up. Caulfield Cup, Cox Plate. Into a cup again. I th- I'm not concerned about that because Kieran's you know, the horse is so bright. So you got to say I can't have him not running well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so to finish off, I thought we might just talk about a day in your professional life, if you're happy to do that. And just, I mean, are you a seven day a week worker? Are you working every day? Look, uh, Sunday is a day. I've got four kids. I'm very fortunate. We uh, I live Lake Macquarie. Um, I just like to do. My kids are nearly getting older now. My youngest daughter's still playing sport where, you know, I've mm-hmm. always been involved with my kids with their sport. But I try and I, – I've got a home office. I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I'm always jumping on the computer happening. if something's yeah. happening in Europe overnight to watch a replay. But I, I don't sit up in the office on a Sunday. Um, Saturday's obviously a very busy day for us. I yeah. like going to – I live in – I'm only 20 minutes from um, Broadmeadow Racecourse where Chris Lee's trains. We've got – sort of excessive 70 to 80 horses with Chris. So I love going um, to fast work Tuesday morning and Saturday morning. Mm. Um, I find you talk about the pun. If I'm not doing that, I won't back a winner, I find. I, that, that's wow. where and, – and a really good friend of ours who's unfortunately in very poor health, um, Jock Gologly, he's a, he's a great mate and he's been a clocker there with Chris and, uh, you know, I'd bounce off Jock of a morning yeah. and look, we'd both – Something on for Jock, and yeah, you know, like it's. I'm going to miss that, but um, yeah. If I'm not doing that, I find I, I'm not confident, Ben. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. That's, like, that's, that's I, really like, interesting. Like to data hear. and all those things. Yeah. Like, so you I'm, bet every day? No, 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 way, no, no Just way. wait. I, I can go six weeks not have a bet. Yeah, right. Yeah, not, yeah. not even. But if I know that, if I'm confident, yeah. And as I say, it's generally not in days like. Yeah, yeah, no, Tuesday, yeah. Like, pick the eyes out of it. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, but, I mean, as far as work life, yeah, we're very lucky. Our farm, um, Luke and I got a 200 acres up at Lower Belford where most of our mares and that are now. So I, I, I might stay up there two nights a week and breeding season. I love being up there on the foals and on the ground. So we've got a really good balance, you know. It's not, um, you know, and it's not something that – it's not like going to work. I, like if, if I, I yeah. done an interview the other day, Ben, I, I thought to myself it's, it's – if I wasn't going up the office to watch a race to buy a horse, I'd be still going up the office <laughs> to watch a race because I love watching the race because yeah. I'm interested. Yeah. So it's yeah. we're blessed, and it's not lost on me. Like I, I actually had a, a guy the other day. He's coming to a horse with us, and I got him some tickets yesterday. And he said, uh, "Oh, good luck Tuesday." I must have answered, mate. He said, "Mate, I don't. You're a bit ho hum. Don't you're in a very fortunate position." And I sort of said, "You know, no, I appreciate saying I am. Yeah, because I, I love it. Yeah." Um, We've we've been very lucky. We've got a lot of good support, but 
But to, to think that we've got a career out of something that, as yeah. I said, I'd be doing anyway. I'll be mm. down here with you now, mm. even if I wasn't having runners and having a business because I've been doing that all my life. So, yeah, so if yeah, you no. compare it to your old career when you're in finance, like you look back and think, yeah, that was work, but this is, this oh, is this, not? Yeah, this, this isn't work. Yeah. You know, like we're, yeah. we're, we're having a lending, we're saying we're yeah. working. You know, yeah. Like picking up a, a, um, a form guide or, or watching replays. And, and again, I'd be doing it anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just getting paid to do it because we, we, we charge a commission when we buy a horse. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah. I, I, it's not hard. It's not easy to do what you do. It's very, very hard. There's probably people out there like, I'd love to be like Australian bloodstock and all that kind of stuff. But I'm not, I'm sure you're not saying that, I mean, anyone can do it. But what has made you successful at it? Look, I think, um, I, look, Luke and I, we're yin, yin and yang. Like, mm-hmm. we're, we're so different. And, and that, like having been in partnerships in other um, walks of life, partnerships are difficult, but our partnership works because we are just so different. You know, like I, there might be a yearling sale once or twice a year, if that, where Luke and I will end up on the same plane and, and go and have a steak. And it, Luke doesn't have a beard, I'm not, not a big one, but going it, it might happen twice a year. Mm. But I'd talk to him every day. Yeah. You know, so we don't. Yeah, look, we've got diverse interests and, yeah, but we get on great and mm. it works. Um, I've got the utmost respect for him. Um, and we – Luke's – he's very polarising. I spend half the time putting out bushfires for when he, when he says something. But, I, look, I get it. And um, So – and I think with us, we, we are pretty driven. Like, I, I, I understand someone's got to run. So I'm not one for everyone gets a ribbon. Mm. You know, this on with my own kids, you know, like some people say – I don't drive my kids, but I don't. I want them to compete. But if they're going to do the swim laps and look at the black line, I went, you might as well win. Mm, you know, so sure. I, yeah. you know, Luke and I have always. So you're a competitor. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, the back in the day, we can buy a horse that we thought could run in the Melbourne Cup. That never floated my boat. If I didn't think I could buy a horse that could win the Melbourne Cup. Yes. Like I've never had that. Yes. And Luke's very similar like that. Like, can this horse win? No. Well, we're not buying him. You know? yeah. like, yes, we could fill him up. We put clients into him and they'd all have their day out, but really? <laughs> yeah. So I think that's a lot to it. And, yeah, look, we are we are pretty driven by by winning. You know? mm. And that, and I think the, the business has sort of underpinned – we've underpinned the success by not being happy not to win. Mm. Um, and with success comes, obviously, the you've got to get results. And with that, you get additional support because people want to be around that. And we're, we're just lucky. And we've got so many loyal people. As only mm. my wife and I were going, we're having a little function um, on today, Sunday, yeah, this afternoon. <laughs> Hard to keep up. Yeah, yeah, this afternoon. So, and there's hundreds of owners in town. Yeah. And I know, like, there's new ones in two horses, but I was going through the list and I thought, I've known those people for 10 years now. Yeah. And I didn't, like, they're actually, and they're, like, we socialize a bit yeah. infrequently, but uh, yeah. it's, it's great. It's a good, good way to think that. These people don't just take a share in a horse. They ring up and say, oh, I've got 20 euros to spend. What, what do you got? Yeah. So I'll look and say, well, I'll come into this one, John. Come, you know, like, yeah. so I love that about yeah. it. But well, they, all horse racing is is the human connection, isn't it? It's the greatest networking um, for like, like-minded people mm. that, that I know. Mm. And, and it's funny because the people that aren't, you're not ever going to convince them. Mm. I, I, tell, I tell a story. There was a guy got referred to me. He come out of a marriage, and his mate. He said, oh, "You need something." And, mm. and I said, "Mate, what do you need?" So I went and had lunch, and 
lovely fella and he you know didn't like golf didn't like ball didn't like this so anyway so coming to us and we won a we won a, uh, a brisbane cup and i was just watching i was excited ollie ollie rode i was got 67 i watched him and he, just, he and, and afterwards i said you got to find something else because this – just – he felt like, nothing. Well, I could just tell yeah. he was excited, but I thought, oh, like, yeah. lovely bloke. Yeah, but this is not – yeah. This is this not getting you going. So if this yeah. didn't fly because I said, yeah. mate, that's <laughs> ne- you're nearly at the top. You yeah. won a Group 2 Brisbane Cup. Yeah. And, he, and he sort of thought about it. And I, I keep in touch with him. Yeah, he doesn't race horse with me. Yeah. He's a lovely bloke. Yeah. But – it's not for everyone. That's not yeah. for everyone. So yeah. it's you've either got it mm. or you haven't. And mm. if you haven't, you, you can't you can't flick the switch. Mm. So and so you know you're dealing in huge sums of money now, and you're established, so it's probably much easier. But back when you started, did you have to take big risks to get in the game? Oh yeah, yeah. And look, I always do you look back that. now and think, geez, I wouldn't do that now. What I did, or I probably still would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would. I like, and I still say it now, like. Um, Luke's wife Sharon and my wife Kelly. Like I, Lucas Crony, we paid over a million bucks without a client, <laughs> and I took my house was worth eight hundred, and I had four hundred, and I redrew that, and then I got like wow, to that's pay proper having a crack, yeah. And Luke, mate, he did so, and, and the yeah. girls, and I said to him, did like, the missus know that you did yeah, the and yeah, she was sweet. If it had gone tits up, yeah. well, and we you hadn't sold the horse. So if the horse does a tenant at Newmarket, we're out of play. Wow. And we're running around trying to sell the horse. Yeah. And we flew down to Markdale. Anthony and Lee had just gone one of his sabbaticals where he wasn't training. And Anthony said, I said, hey, we've got to send someone over there, blah, blah. And so they helped us. They took a bit of – they backed us a bit. Yeah. I'll never forget that. And then, yeah, Lee flew to Newmarket with the horse and the horse came over. And even today, I think Anthony would say he, he potentially could have been – one of the best, one of the best horses I've had, but yeah. even the, the honour list that that stable have had. Lou Friedman made comment. He was he was a star. Like yeah. he, he the way he won the Peter Young that day, and then he, he got he rolled in his box and hurt himself. He was a dollar sixty five for the Australian Cup, and yeah. I think he was a, he could have. But that was sort of the yeah the backstory with, with raising money to buy a horse that we really didn't have a client for. Mm. So that was sort of. We still do it today, but we're always redrawing on home loans. Yeah, right. Because so you have to yeah. pay for them. Like, yeah. you, you buy a horse for a million. Yeah. Blacks don't transfer the money. Yeah. You've got to pay for the horse yeah. and then get on the phone. So you're sort of working that. It's the hustle. You're just working that. Like, we're lucky now that we're financially, we've been able to get ahead on with our farm. And so yeah. we use that as, a, as an overdraft. So, yeah. But you have to because. You, but are you, are you building something? Like, are you, are you uh, trying to build a significant. Um, racing and breeding operation? No, look, I, I would say it's a lifestyle now. Look, I'm 51 and I would say that the farm where we're spending money on the farm to we, – we breed 25 mares and I see us doing that long term. Um, but it, it just – it's at a level now. We've got about 180 horses in training and – we're saying training, we've got yearlings coming through. It's sustainable as long as we keep across – yeah, the, the ones that don't pay their way, yes. you, you just got to cull from the bottom up. But that's about as much growth as there is. It's not sustainable above that, in my opinion. But it's, you know, and we're breeding enough yearlings that you know, financially we sell yearlings to, to just, it's it's a it's a size and an operation now that it's at a level that I think it, it could work for as long as we want to do it. 
but I don't think there's a lot more growth other than buying faster horses and, and mm. winning more races. That's where our growth is. But it's that wouldn't change the size of it, if that makes sense. How do you find the yearling sales? It's a super competitive market. There's yeah. people with serious ammo there. How do you yeah. go there? Well, I mean, we've we've had a lot of luck with buying well-bred fillies and getting a twist. You know, we, we buy them, um, race them, and then get a twist when we sell them with some with a, with a black type perform because – we can't compete on them Colts. Like yeah. I don't even look at the good ones anymore. Yeah. I just I, I do all my inspections in December in the Hunter Valley. When I see a lovely yearling with a big pedigree, it's yeah. a waste of time. Don't yeah. bet it. Don't. So um, we we just shop around the edges on the Colts, yeah. and and obviously um, we, we we have got some good backing for people that want to buy nice fillies, and we've had a bit of luck. So that's probably more our go. Yeah. Um, we paid a million for a Vinnie filly at Easter with, um, and we, yeah, th- that would be as much as we spent. We had clients for that before we went into it, but yeah, cults, it's just got too hard, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, and last question. So if one of one of your horses win on Tuesday, do you like to party? Will it be a big party? Look, I, <laughs> the 14 after protection, that's one of the Melbourne Cup, would, I would say we went for days. I, I treated it like a, I was like a mad man. Because Newcastle like, boys like to party, don't well, they? Well, and I likened it a bit like I was still thinking I was playing footy and I was 30 because we, we went for days. But it, took me, it took me three months to get over it. But um, look, last year, having been there and been, yeah, again, very fortunate to be in that position where we'd, we'd won the race and I understood the VRC give you a, a pretty much a, a tip sheet of how, you, how your week looks after the cup. Right. And I just knew I couldn't. So, yeah, even the Zara turned up half cut. We're at the Sofitel led. We had the um, the media commitments, and I was still drinking champagne. And I was just there trying to just prep up again. And yeah. I just saw oh, I can't do this for the next three days. So yeah. I went and did what I had to do. But look, it's it's just such a great week. Yeah. And if you're fortunate enough to be in that position, it's what I love about it is you get that you know you clean your teeth or you jump the shower. There's no one, and you just start to play. And, you know, it's just that it's yeah. it's it's in it. It's an achievement and we're very proud of it and it's something that, you know, we obviously need um, the support that we get but it's not lost on me that it's it's a fairly big achievement to win a cup. You know? Yeah, so, um, pretty pretty big achievement having three runners in the race too. Yeah, and and again, like I touched on, uh, yeah, obviously we, we're not just running because we want to make up the numbers. Uh, hmm. all in, in some way you could make a case that they're, they're, um, they're top five winning chances. Mm. And where do you sit on the day? Have you, is there an Australian bloodstock kind of suite or something? Or? <laughs> no, Not that fancy? No, um, <laughs> nah, look, I, as I said, I've got, well, got two of my daughters just um, at the airport now. They've just arrived. My oldest daughter arrived yesterday with a boyfriend, my son and a couple of his mates tomorrow. I just like to have all the kids around. And yeah, but you're, you're out of the track? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I love yeah. Cup Day. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so we'll be – girls will be up and about early getting all – um, fizzed up, and yeah. I'll just go for a walk, have a coffee, and yeah. and just wait for them to be ready. And then yeah. I, I just like getting out there, and yeah. I just look forward to it. And we all stand together, and a lot of the connections and their yeah. families just stand on the grass and just yeah, just hope yeah. for the best and just enjoy it. Watch the horses run, unreal. Absolutely. Well, best luck, mate. Thank you for coming in. My, really my, appreciate it. My pleasure. And uh, people get a lot of insight out of this. So thank you very much. No, my pleasure. Thank Cheers. you. Thank you. Enjoy.